Behind bars. First tonight on our news, live at 7. A suspect in that fatal nightclub shooting on Harbor Island charged with murder. Prosecutors detail the tragic incident that claimed the life of Deandra Demerit. Plus, a 29-year-old man is apprehended after escaping police custody. Operation Ceasefire officers arrest the suspect near a softball field. And on the defense. The office of the Prime Minister refused allegations of misuse of government funds for pre-election travel. Then in our news at 7.30, a persistent push. Petroleum retailers back in the news tonight after writing the Prime Minister for a margin increase. Government has previously denied the request, but now retailers say rising oil costs could threaten the local industry. Our news live at 7 starts right now. Welcome to our news live at 7. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Kendino Knowles. A man accused of a fatal nightclub shooting that was caught on surveillance video is behind bars tonight. Prosecutors say Antonio Neely is responsible for the February 26th murder of Deandra Demerit. Both men were at a nightclub in Harbor Island, Eleuthera, when Neely allegedly shot Demerit multiple times. Neely didn't have to enter a plea to the murder charge when he appeared before Assistant Chief Magistrate Carolyn Vogt-Evans. Bail was denied. He's expected back in court on July 3rd to receive voluntary bill of indictment papers. At the time of his murder, Demerit was on bail for murder and attempted murder. The charges stemmed from a 2015 shooting. And police arrested 29-year-old Tevin Fritz of Joe Farrington Road just after 2 o'clock this afternoon. This after he escaped custody from the Southern Police Station and fled east along Kwaku Street last night around 9 p.m. Operation Ceasefire officers say they arrested Fritz near a softball field without incident. And the head of both unions at Bahamas Power & Light say they are now concerned about the future of workers of the power company claiming management at the government corporation it's making plans without any indication about what will happen. Tonight, they are calling for answers. Anthony McDermott has the details. Amid talks, a shift is coming for Bahamas Power and Light. Bahamas Electrical Workers Union President Kyle Wilson says frustration and pandemonium is rampant at the power company. He claims it's like nothing he's ever seen before. Wilson claims Energy Minister Joe Beth Colby Davis made a presentation that revealed the intention to bring in a foreign company to run BPL's transmission and distribution systems. Coming out of that, it left us with more questions than answers, especially with the component of labor and what is really going to happen to the workers at BPL. We know change is always inevitable. No one's going to say we're against change per se, but does that how that change affects us as Bahamians and our futures on the jobs as well as causing all of this hullabaloo and up and arms. Wilson claims the only thing in the presentation that spoke to a labor force is plans for workers to be seconded for training. The union believes they should have been more informed in the process. We shouldn't have been the end game. We should have been a part of the game. We should have been at those tables hearing and being able to ask questions of these persons who they wish to partner with to do business. The Electrical Workers Union will hold a meeting tonight at 6 p.m. to chart the way forward. Electrical Managerial Union President Christopher Hanna says they too find themselves in a bundle of uncertainty. His union has already had a meeting on the matter. Our position is we need, we need some clarity. We intend to write the minister jointly for her to sit down to meet with us first to get some clarity as to what is happening. 
We reached out to BPL and the Energy Minister, but got no response up to news time. Reporting for our news, I'm Berthony McDermott. All right, thanks for that, Berthony. The Office of the Prime Minister still on the defence. As Communications Director Latre Ramming says, the Prime Minister's pre-election travel, saying at no time did the Prime Minister use government funds for campaigning. It came after a local daily reported $100,000 of taxpayers' money was spent on pre-election travel for the recent by-election in West Grand Bahama and Bimini. So there's a number of things that the Prime Minister went to that pertains to official government business. The argument that the press statement, or the question the press statement asked was, should the Prime Minister, who traveled on official government business, and for the purpose of government business, then returned to Nassau that same night and switched, a plane paid for, switched into a plane paid for by the Progressive Party. And I thought that, that sort of rhetorical question was an offense to some, some persons in the media. Now, OPM released a statement in response to the story. Ramming, who was appearing as a guest on RTV's On the Record with host Jerome Sawyer, was asked if he accepts the appearance that the Prime Minister's travel at the time could have been, could be, could have been seen as political. Well, to that, Ramming said the Prime Minister's time is precious. The Prime Minister's traveling somewhere. We will, we will make the argument that he will be there. Uh, our strongest advice is to make the, the, the appropriate usage of his time because he's Prime Minister. And that's, that's a, a, a finite resource that we have to manage, right? So, so yes, they will try to maximize him. If, if the Prime Minister go on any family island, and he, they try to maximize him being there. And sometimes in that maximization and maximizing the time, it may end up going to his second hat. All right, we've got much more to get to tonight. But for now, it's time for your first look at temperatures. Meteorologist Greg Thompson is standing by in the Weather Center. Greg? Yeah, thanks, uh, Kendina. And a happy Friday evening. Of happy course. Friday. This is the weekend. And we're looking for some rather nice weather. It's going to be a little on the warm side, though. 75 degrees outside of studios on the mostly cloudy skies. And it is a little on the breezy side. East-southeast winds at 13 miles per hour. And it feels like temperature is at 74. Temperatures around the islands right now is 73 in Freeport, 74 over in Marsh Harbor, Abaco. We pick up 73 once again in Alistair, Bimini, and in Governor's Harbor. Great Harbor Key, 76. Nicholstown, Andros, you guys are 74. Central Bahamas, 75. Georgetown, Kemp's Bay, Deadman's Key, Arthurstown, Cat Island, 74, 72 in Coburn Townsend, Salvador. And down in the southeast Bahamas, 77. Duncan Town, Ragged Island, 76 in Colonel Hill, Cricket Island, Delectable Bay, Abrams Bay, Providentialis. You guys are 75 in Matthew Downey in Agua, the warm spot, 78 degrees at this hour. Satellite radar composite showing a lot of high-level moisture moving across us in the form of some high-level clouds. That's going to continue to, well, keep things a little on the warm side tonight. Not much radiation will escape, but we do expect uh, some spotty showers as that high-pressure system remains in charge of the surface. It's going to continue to move out towards the east, but a tight-pressure gradient will continue to keep us on the breezy side through tomorrow. That's your first look at weather. Stick with us. So look at your weekend forecast. Let's still come. Thanks, Greg. And still to come on our news, the urgent need for an oncology center in Grand Bahama highlighted amidst difficulty accessing mammogram screenings. Plus, we'll tell you the third memory walk fun run that's happening tomorrow to combat rising dementia cases in the Bahamas when our news returns. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week-long expedition as we unveil the undiscovered treasures of this island paradise. 
See its pristine beaches, embrace the vibrant culture, and live the experience through the lens of our news. Tune in every night at 7 p.m. for a captivating blend of inspiration, adventure, and the irresistible charm of Acklands. Coming this March, only on our news. Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fix and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS Bulk Messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week. The call for an oncology center for Grand Bahama is getting louder, particularly as women now expressing difficulties getting access to mammogram screenings at local public facilities. Mammogram Access Program is now stepping up to help fill the gap. Megan Shepard tells us about their latest campaign. Founder of Mammogram Access Program, also known as MAP, Nikia Watson says she's been receiving calls alerting her to difficulties within the public sector as it relates to access to mammogram screenings. The Be Proactive campaign was launched to help ensure that vulnerable groups have equitable access. This campaign is really designed to give women within the public system an avenue to access screening because uh, they're currently experiencing um, some technical uh, difficulties there at the Ram Memorial Hospital. And so we want to provide an avenue for women to be screened. Now, while this campaign may be launching early by some standards, Watson says her goal is to take breast cancer awareness out of the month of October, raising awareness year-round. I'm trying to get the focus off of October and all the commercialism that surrounds that and, and trying to really find ways that we can get funding in on a consistent basis so that we can meet that need every month. Watson says she is grateful to all sponsors that have helped to kick off the first round of screenings. However, the need remains great. We are able to scan our first 40 women during the month of March, which is Women's Month, because of their generosity. We would love to extend this program until at least July. Another crucial goal of MAP is to revitalize mammogram screening rates in the North and Bahamas. Watson breaks down the cost of an average screening. In the private sector, it's $165. In the public sector, it's around $70. So the campaign, we're going to ask the women to still contribute what they would normally pay at the Ram Memorial Hospital, which is at $70. And MAP will be covering the balance. Reporting for our news, I'm Megan Shepard. All right, thanks for that, Megan. Well, the Public Hospitals Authority and Grand Bahama Health Services responding to those concerns about the availability of mammogram services on the Northern Island. Mammogram machines in GB's public health care system 
are currently down. In a statement, the PHA apologized to the community for the inconvenience and said they are waiting on critical parts. The PHA also says it understands the significant need for this testing and strongly urge members of the GB community to seek private services where possible to complete their diagnostic testing and preventative care. And now to this alarming projection from the Bahamas Alzheimer's Association that revealed today that we are looking at a 226% increase in dementia cases by 2050 without the establishment of a national plan. The news comes as the association is gearing up for its third memory walk fun run beginning at Montague Foreshore tomorrow morning. President Wendy Poitier-Albrey tells us it's a twofold opportunity to raise awareness and improve health. Tomorrow we're having our fun run walk where we are trying to bring again awareness of the disease and to let people know that, um, you know, there's someone out here. We have the support group. Um, we are able to assist and try to help your family and to give you information. Now, Poitier Aubrey tells us the money raised will help to fund the association's community initiatives. We're hoping that uh, we can raise some funds to help with some of the things that we continue to do where we help those persons who are less fortunate with giving the adult undergarments, the wipes, those types of things as well. And also to educate because we have the educational programs that we uh, put on. We recently had one with Step Bahamas talking about financial planning and estate planning for persons. So with the reduced mental capacity, how they can go about uh, ensuring that their futures and their families are aware. So we're continuing those types of things. All right, such a great initiative. Our Marlena Leonard, she's actually got more on that alarming projection for dementia cases in that exclusive interview she did with uh, Poitier Aubrey there. That story is coming up in our news at 7.30. When our news comes back from the break, we turn our spotlight to stories making headlines across the world as a U.S. homeland security operation seizes more than 300 firearms bound for the Caribbean. Plus, Kenya and Haiti sign a security deal to overcome objections to a planned U.N. mission deployment. And Kate Middleton's representatives address speculation on the princess's perceived disappearance when our news returns. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week-long expedition as we unveil the undiscovered treasures of this island paradise. See its pristine beaches, embrace the vibrant culture, and live the experience through the lens of our news. Tune in every night at 7 p.m. for a captivating blend of inspiration, adventure, and the irresistible charm of Acklands. Coming this March, only on our news. Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to you. This is our news. Welcome back. We turn our attention now to stories making headlines across the world.
An operation spearheaded by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security led to the seizure of 318 firearms, 314 magazines, and nearly 20,000 rounds of ammunition, which officers say were destined for the Caribbean. During a media briefing on Wednesday following his attendance at the 46th CARICOM Heads of Government Conference, Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago Dr. Keith Rowley revealed that over half a million shipments underwent scrutiny in Operation Hammerhead, led by the U.S. Homeland Security in 2023. As of January, data reveals that 600,000 packages bound for CARICOM underwent assessment, with 4,600 of them requiring intensified scrutiny. Kenya and Haiti signed a security deal on Friday that Nairobi hopes will satisfy a domestic court's objections to its plan to send 1,000 police officers to lead a UN-approved mission aimed at tackling gang violence in the Caribbean nation. Kenya announced plans in July last year to lead the mission to Haiti, where gangs control most of the capital and nearly 5,000 people were killed in the violence last year. But Kenya's high court ruled the deployment initially expected by January unconstitutional in the absence of a reciprocal arrangement with the host government. The ruling effectively placed the entire mission on hold. I am pleased to inform that Prime Minister Ariel Henry, here with me and I, have witnessed the signing of this instrument, which have also discussed, we have also discussed the next steps to enable the fast tracking of this deployment. We did the, this appeal, and you step up, and you said, we want to help Haiti. We want to exercise a solidarity with you. Thank you, President. We appreciate it. Since months, we are working together to fine-tune this mission, and finally, we sign. It's the last step. A former U.S. diplomat announced his intention to plead guilty to charges of acting as a secret agent for communist Cuba, offering an unexpected swift res resolution to a case termed by prosecutors as one of the most audacious betrayals in U.S. Foreign Service history. 73-year-old Manuel Rocha said he would admit to federal counts of conspiring to act as a foreign government's agent potentially leading to a lengthy prison sentence. The plea deal, disclosed during a hearing Thursday, includes an agreed-upon sentence with further details to be revealed on April 12th. Rocha, referred to as Ambassador Rocha, had a prestigious career, including diplomatic roles in countries like Bolivia and Argentina. However, his post-government activities, such as supporting Donald Trump and advocating tough policies against Cuba, are believed to be a facade to conceal his true allegiances. An American Airlines flight AA2790 had to make an emergency landing in Turks and Caicos Islands last evening after a 41-year-old female passenger fell seriously ill mid-flight and subsequently passed away. According to the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force, the flight was en route from Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic to Charlotte, North Carolina, when the woman became unwell. Despite receiving cardiopulmonary resuscitation, her condition worsened, prompting the plane to divert to Providencialis International Airport at approximately 6.18 p.m. 
Upon landing, a medical team and police units were dispatched. The passenger was then transported to Cheshire Hall Medical Center, where police say she unfortunately succumbed to her condition. Authorities have announced plans for a post-mortem examination to determine the cause of death. Now, following the necessary procedures, the flight resumed its journey, departing from the Turks and Caicos Islands and arrived in Charlotte just after 8 p.m. And representatives for Kate Middleton have addressed speculation surrounding her recent absence, reaffirming Kensington Palace's outlined timeline for her recovery from abdominal surgery in January. They assured that Middleton is doing well. The statement emphasized that significant updates would only be provided in accordance with the palace's initial guidance. Middleton's absence since Christmas has sparked online theories ranging from plastic surgery to coma speculation. Her surgery coincided with the announcement of King Charles III's cancer announcement. Still to come in our news today in history, find out interesting facts about the day that was March 1st. Then in our news at 7.30, the countdown is on as Grand Bahama set for new international airport construction. But residents raise concerns over the design. Plus, an alarming projection. The Alzheimer's Association says the country faces a 226% surge in dementia cases by 2050 without a national plan in place. The story when our news returns. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week-long expedition as we unveil the undiscovered treasures of this island paradise. See its pristine beaches, embrace the vibrant culture, and live the experience through the lens of our news. Tune in every night at 7 p.m. for a captivating blend of inspiration, adventure, and the irresistible charm of Acklands. Coming this March, only on our news. Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS Bulk Messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week-long expedition as we unveil the undiscovered treasures of this island paradise. See its pristine beaches, embrace the vibrant culture, and live the experience through the lens of our news. Tune in every night at 7 p.m. for a captivating blend of inspiration, adventure, and the irresistible charm of Acklands. Coming this March, only on our news. Welcome back to our news. It's time now to turn our spotlight on events that shaped the day that was the 1st of March. Take a look.
this day in Bahamian history in 1958, the United Bahamian Party, UBP, was officially formed. The party published its platform, seen here, in the Nassau Guardian. The Bahamas Historical Society notes the party was created in response to the formation of the Progressive Liberal Party in 1953, while also securing a six-seat win in the 1956 general election. UBP membership consisted of mainly white, wealthy businessmen of Nassau, known as the Bay Street Boys. The leader of the party was Roland Simonet, who became the colony's first premier. Fast forward to this day in 2017, then Prime Minister Perry Christie said he regretted flipping his middle finger during a PLP branch meeting in Fox Hill days before. Despite constant attacks against him and his family, he told Parliament during a brief address that if he could relive the moment, he would not have made the controversial move. And finally, on this day in 2021, while in opposition, PLP MP for South Andros and Mangrove Key, Picewell Forbes, bid farewell to frontline politics, saying he would not seek re-election. At the time, Forbes said he decided to walk away after he failed to receive the proper support from the leadership of the PLP. The Atlantis Resort is gearing up to host another major event. It's their Wine and Food Festival. And ahead of the event, organizers of the Nassau Paradise Island Wine and Food Festival held a welcome breakfast for local vendors and the press. Danielle Miller was there. With Nassau Paradise Island Wine and Food Festival fast approaching, Atlantis Bahamas decided to welcome the media and local vendors to give us a taste of what we can expect. The Nassau Paradise Island Wine and Food Festival is set to take place from March 13th to 17th with celebrity appearances by Martha Stewart, Jose Andreas, and Wyclef Jean, just to name a few. Festival co-director Lee Brian Schreger says it's the local vendors that make the event stand out. Schreger, who is also a prominent affiliate of the South Beach Wine and Food Festival and New York City Wine and Food Festival, admitted in the early years of the South Beach Festival, one of their biggest mistakes was not showcasing local talent to the same degree as the celebrities. Uh, I walked out of the airport yesterday and I saw the photos of Martha and Nobu and I think that's great. And I saw the billboards all over the hotel. Next year, I said last night, we need to have some local faces there. It needs to look like all of you. This year, the festival is showcasing around 60 local food vendors, some returning vendors, and some first-timers. It makes me feel appreciated. It makes me feel seen, heard. I know that a lot of people complain about us not getting the recognition, people not seeing what we're doing, but them doing this, including us to be a part of this, is exactly what is needed to be able to open doors for us, not just locally, but internationally as well. It's an absolutely incredible mix between ice cream and liquor, is we are gonna have not only that, but also boozy ice cream and um, ice cream cakes and cookies. It's just going to be amazing. Are you intrigued? If you are, you can visit AtlantisBahamas.com for tickets and more information. Reporting for our news, I'm Danielle Miller. All right. Thanks for that, Danielle. All of a sudden, I am really hungry. If you want to watch that story again and for all of today's top stories, you can visit ournews.bs. That's going to do it for us at News at 7. Joining us now is Italian Hall with the latest headlines. Italia, I heard you and and our chief operations uh, technical officer, uh, Jahali, talking about food <laughs> earlier. I just saw that story from Danielle. Yeah. So now 
Now I'm hungry. Yeah, it's a Friday as well. TGIF. Yeah. So, what's your favorite go-to? Um, that you all were talking about, or you don't, you don't want the audience to know. <laughs> I won't tell anybody, but I love me like a good, good, good appetizer and a nice soft drink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I know Holly's going to get me for this, but I told my heart. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> reveal the spot. Don't I reveal the spot. the spot. All right. Any plans this weekend, Ken? Uh, not as yet. Uh, mainly sleep. Yeah. Mainly sleep. Same here. Yeah. And I'm sure our audience are looking forward to the weekend. All right. Thanks so much, Ken. Well, the countdown is on as Grand Bahama is set for a new international airport, plus an alarming projection from the local Osarmas Association. Here are your latest headlines. First tonight on our news live at 7.30, plans are underway to demolish the former Grand Bahama International Airport. Here what residents say is needed for that northern island. An airport is the first experience uh, that anyone has coming to the island, so you need a pleasant experience. Plus, enough is enough. Two years too late, gas retailers on the island are now frustrated as they are still waiting on that margin increase. We'll have the details coming up for you tonight on our news. Also, a shocking forecast. Our Marlena Leonard speaks to the president of the Bahamas Alzheimer's Association about the National Dementia Plan. Even if you're not able to have the actual National Dementia Plan at this time, some of the things that we already have in place where we can make amendments to and we can move those things forward. And later, our very own Joshua Williams sharing some positive advice with students at Bahamas Academy. We'll tell you all about their unique career fair when our news live at 7.30 continues. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week-long expedition as we unveil the undiscovered treasures of this island paradise. See its pristine beaches, embrace the vibrant culture, and live the experience through the lens of our news. Tune in every night at 7 p.m. for a captivating blend of inspiration, adventure, and the irresistible charm of Acklands. Coming this March, only on our news. Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS Bulk Messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week-long expedition as we unveil the undiscovered treasures of this island paradise. See its pristine beaches, embrace the vibrant culture, and live the experience through the lens of our news. Tune in every night at 7 p.m. for a captivating blend of inspiration, adventure, and the irresistible charm of Acklands. Coming this March, only on our news.
Welcome to our news. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Natalia Hall. Will the prices at the pumps be increasing anytime soon if petroleum retailers associations gets their way and government grants an increase in gas margins? It might just happen. The association says they're supposed to meet with the prime minister, but that has not happened yet. And as the summer months approach, they're concerned as crude oil prices are expected to rise. Our Joshua Williams reports. Gas retailers around New Providence continuing their calls for an increase in gas margins. They say they're tired of waiting. Vice President of the Association, Vasco Bastian, says after two years of waiting, they're willing to take anything. We're trying to get a margin increase from current margin of 54 cents to probably an additional 30 cents will take us up to 84 cents. But at this stage of the game, and after all of the, I guess, hustling and trying to negotiate with the government, We'll even take 25 cents at this point. Now, the last time resellers saw an increase was in 2011. The then Ingram-led administration granted a 10-cent increase per gallon, taking it from 44 to 55 cents. Bastian says retailers do not wish to be held by a fixable margin. The government has its taxes, and we're not asking the government to do anything with their taxes. But the government gets their tax, the wholesaler gets their tax, we get our tax, but we are the, we are the, 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 the persons and individuals who who fund this, this industry. And with the Easter and summer months approaching, Bassian says this is a pivotal time for retailers. Now is the time to do it uh, before the price of crude oil start to increase again. And you know, we're getting into the Easter uh, uh, season now and after Easter we go into the summer and that's when you find that crude oil starts to increase. Bassian says it is time retailers do more than make ends meet. Any decent, respectable investor who invest in any type of business should be able to make a, a decent profit. Now, Bastian sharing that an official letter has been dropped off at the office of the Prime Minister that outlines all of their concerns. He's hoping that a meeting with the Prime Minister will be planned soon. Reporting for Our News, I'm Joshua Williams. All right, thanks for that, Josh. In less than 30 days, demolition will begin in Grand Bahama as government prepares to construct a new Grand Bahama International Airport. The announcement coming from Deputy Prime Minister Chester Cooper recently. Now, while the move is good news for Grand Bahamans, some are concerned about what that airport will look like. You need a modern airport with connections to the world for the growth of Freeport. It's these images that's going viral on social media. Proposed renderings of the Grand Bahama International Airport. The renderings were displayed during Deputy Prime Minister and Tourism Minister Chester Cooper's presentation at the 2024 Grand Bahama Business Outlook. While it was not confirmed that this will be the final design for the new airport, some on social media are concerned and calls it cheap childish and rural, while others say, with the proposed airport design, one hurricane, and we're back to square one. Well-known realtor and owner of James Charles Realty, James Charles, and Grand Bahama resident Mike Stafford say, Grand Bahama needs an airport that is hurricane resilient. We have to learn from the past, and so when they build this new airport, they have to make sure that it can handle uh, any kind of any kind of water, water raises, a uh, high tide. Yeah, the or, storms are getting worse and worse. They're now talking about Cat 6 storms. So somehow they need to make it resilient. Uh, we need to have the capacity um, for the boom that Freeport's going to experience with all the new developments going on. While Sarl says there's also a need for a modern fixed base operation for private aircraft. Because that attracts uh, the high-end people and investors. Our news also speaking with attorney Tiffany Dennison, who says ultimately, Grand Bahama deserves a quality airport. We have a runway that's as long as Miami. I mean, I remember back in the day, 
British Airways used to take off from here. I don't see why it doesn't anymore. We deserve that kind of attention also, that kind of tourism. And a functioning proper airport as we had before would definitely assist in doing that. In less than eight hours, police arrested two men yesterday at their Yellow Elder Gardens home after confiscating a loaded weapon. Just before 9 p.m., officers from the Anti-Gang and Firearms Investigation Task Force and the K-9 unit arrived at the Seymour Street home, executed a search warrant, and found a firearm containing ammunition, resulting in the arrest of an 18-year-old man and a 48-year-old woman. Two women who failed to ensure that a murder suspect appeared for his trial have been ordered to pay his $15,000 bail bond by June 30th. Jasmine Thompson and Orianthea Mackey were summoned to appear before Justice Gregory Hilton after their cousin Shelton Thompson failed to return to court on February 20th, a day after a jury was selected to hear his case. He's accused of fatally stabbing Richard Bremer during a fight that stemmed from a traffic accident in April of 2009. Both women told the court that they had no idea where Thompson was and had no way of contacting him. They were also unaware that his trial was about to begin. An arrest warrant remains outstanding for Thompson. Redevelopment is in the works for Potter's Key Dog. That's according to Minister of Agriculture and Marine Science, Jomo Campbell, who was weighing in on Monday's fire at Potter's Key Dog. Five vessels went up in flames, but no one was injured. Minister Campbell says discussions are underway. So we can say that plans are indeed underway. Luckily, in the fire that took place, there was no loss of life or no injury to any, anybody. Um, but it, is, it just goes to highlight the fact that we do have a pressing issue with boats. You know, people go on those sterile vessels, they sleep there in the nighttime, they use them as, as sort of makeshift homes. You know, sometimes using candles or lanterns, any number of things could have contributed to that. And that matter is still under active investigation. But in the very near future, you could definitely see some plants taking shape. Now, Potterski is a hub for derelict boats. Campbell says an assessment of boats in the area is being conducted. If they are, we'll want to give the owners an opportunity to redeem them, to remove them themselves. Um, it's just a similar to what's going on with the real property tax exercise. We want to make sure that the owners have ample opportunity and time to redeem their assets before we step in to remove them. And then there is a back and forth uh, after the government steps in. But the first thing is to determine whether or not any of them are seaworthy. And then if they aren't, we want to move them out of that area because not only does it pose a risk in terms of the health and safety to the persons, but could you imagine the marine life? All right. Well, breezy conditions and light showers in the capital on this Friday. Meteorologist Greg Thompson is live in the Weather Center with your first look at weather. Greg, yeah. we're at 74 degrees. I know we had a few showers today that our technical director, Terrence, he wasn't too happy about because he just washed his car. I was about to say, <laughs> he went out and washed his car, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he washed his car. He, he didn't listen to my forecast. <laughs> I have to speak to him. <laughs> yeah, we did have a couple of fast-moving showers. Uh, that uh, stiff southeasterly breeze bringing some Atlantic moisture across us, and that gave us those quick sprinkles. We're going to continue to see that trend as there's a front to the north, and that's going to help to pool that moisture just across the northwest Bahamas. So look out for a couple more showers. Won't be a washout, but um, you can see one or two. Uh, tomorrow, 74 degrees outside, mostly cloudy skies, and it is, as you said, a little bit on the breezy side. East-southeast winds at 30 miles per hour, your feels like temperature is at 74. Satellite and radar composites showing 
Really a lot of this is high clouds, high level moisture moving out of the Gulf of Mexico. Frontal boundary to the north of us basically is falling apart. And there's some moisture in the Gulf of Mexico that will continue to move towards the uh, east. Should stay to the north of us starting this year. A couple of isolated showers along the Florida coast. But high pressure still in charge of our weather at the surface. Tight pressure gradient across our area. Keeping us on the breezy side. We do expect the front to get near sometime Sunday into Monday. So we see an increase in some shower activity by then. And some cloudy conditions for the upcoming week. That's your first look at weather. Stick with us. A look at your extended forecast is still to come. Still to come on our news, a shocking for the enchanting allure of President of the Bahamas Alzheimer's Association says there is a need for a national dementia plan. Plus, a unique twist, a local school in the capital recently hosting a career day. Our Joshua Williams giving the little ones some key advice. The story straight ahead. And later, in our bank and trust executive is weighing in on crime and how it's affecting the local economy. The full story when our news continues. Stay with us. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week-long expedition as we unveil the undiscovered treasures of this island paradise. See its pristine beaches, embrace the vibrant culture, and live the experience through the lens of our news. Tune in every night at 7pm for a captivating blend of inspiration, adventure, and the irresistible charm of Acklands. Coming this March, only on our news. Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fix and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS bulk messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands. Immerse yourself in the enchanting allure of Acklands. Night after night, accompany us on a week-long expedition as we unveil the undiscovered treasures of this island paradise. See its pristine beaches, embrace the vibrant culture, and live the experience through the lens of our news. Tune in every night at 7 p.m. for a captivating blend of inspiration, adventure, and the irresistible charm of Acklands. Coming this March, only on our news. Embrace technology. The Bahamas could be looking at a 226% increase in dementia cases by 2050. And the country still doesn't have a national dementia plan. Our Marlena Leonard speaks to the president of the Bahamas Alzheimer's Association about that plan, as well as tips for monitoring your brain health. When we spoke to the Bahamas Alzheimer's Association last year, they were highlighting the urgent need for a national dementia plan in light of the shocking forecast that the Bahamas could see dementia cases rise by over 200 percent by 2050. Now, a year later, there's still no national dementia plan in place. President of the Bahamas Alzheimer's Association, Wendy Poitier-Albury, tells us... Um, we know that there is the Mental Health Act, and we're hoping maybe we can see about having some 
amendments and maybe that will help a little bit and there's also the elder person's bill that had been put forward um, that hasn't gone uh, anywhere as yet because you know they had the dissolution of parliament and so that was left in, <laughs> in limbo I guess. And the association president says there's an at-risk demographic that many don't think of. A lot of persons, they think about a brain injury with uh, contact sports. But we know that uh, the last research has shown, too, that domestic violence, women who are victims of abuse, they, too, uh, have a higher risk of developing dementia and Alzheimer's. And, of course, we know the regular comorbidities that we already have here in our country, the hypertension, you know, high blood pressure, um, you know, the diabetes, heart disease, all of these things that we are already subject to. Um, we know that those two also contribute. Forty percent of those forecasted cases could be delayed or potentially prevented altogether. One thing the association is also working to encourage is normalizing starting dementia screening at an earlier age. Same way you're doing your regular physical, and if you go into the doctor every year for your annual physical, you can do that, and then you can see if there has been any progression with your cognitive ability, if there's any loss in cognitive ability. Reporting for Our News... I'm Marlena Leonard. Thanks, Marlena. Well, becoming a living library, recently Bahamas Academy putting a spin on their career day, bringing in professionals from around the island, including our Joshua Williams, who spoke to students about career choices and the importance of practicing good habits now. School librarian Tamara Dixon sharing that unique initiatives like these help to bring students' dreams to life. Instead of checking out a book, our students were able to check out a person, an expert in a field. You know, they were able to interact with someone today. They were so excited. They were excited to meet people from different walks of life. They were excited to learn about different professions. They were just excited. All right, and there's our Joshua Williams in that video. But for the kids, she says, it's never too early to start planning ahead for the future. It is just so important to, for students to learn about what's out there. For example, we had a member of parliament today. We had a student athlete. So students got to see something different than the usual doctor, lawyer, police officer. And they got to learn how they can contribute to our country in the later years. All right, great news. Well, in just 60 days, the country has recorded 30 murders. The last incident involved two teenagers who were shot to death in the Faith Avenue area. The news sending shockwaves throughout that community, leaving many to wonder if crime will slow down. Just last month, the prime minister told a group of church leaders that hotels are seeing a fall off in tourism numbers as a result of crime and asked the media to revamp the way crime is reported as it is impacting the country's image. Well, in a recent sit-down interview with our Bank and Trust Vice President of Investment, David Slatter, said the high crime rate can impact the economy and it's important to protect the country's number one industry. You know, social media brings the world together, right? So it's really through social media that, you know, negative news like, uh, you know, two, teenage murder, two teenagers being murdered uh, will go over the social media ether. So, you know, the local press, uh, newspapers, and where articles are positioned in the media is really irrelevant when it comes to the global, global, the U.S. market and the global market's perspective of safety in the Bahamas. 
What do you think government needs to do to change this message? I understand that tourism officials now, they are taking part on a, a media blitz mm -hmm. to spread the positive news of the Bahamas. Do you think that is something that will help the economy and to take away this bad press? Well, you, 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 have, to, you have to counter misinformation, right? So I think what happened in January or in, in February, this idea that um, uh, tourists were being targeted and impacted, which was false news, we need to be mindful of what's being said on social media and definitely be active, actively countering false, false news. So we have to protect our, our own industry, you know, our own economy. And that requires uh, active and diligent, um, what should I say, righting of wrongs. When our news comes back from the break. Coming up in sports, the Bahamas advances in Junior Davis Cup qualification and add another milestone for Coach Yo. Plus cloudy and somewhat cool conditions in the capital. Greg is back with more weather details when our news returns. On the picturesque island of Grand Bahama, a pioneering initiative is taking shape. Lukaya Solar Power Limited presents the $15 million Lukaya Solar Power Project, the first of its kind in the Bahamas' energy landscape. The state-of-the-art solar farm on the Fairfield and Devon sites span just over 30 acres, and once completed, will harness the power of the sun to generate over 9.5 megawatts of clean, sustainable energy. The Lakaya Solar Project is a pivotal step towards diversifying the country's energy sources and significantly reducing dependency on fossil fuels. It's more than just a project. It's a commitment to a greener, more sustainable future. Lucaya Solar Power Limited. Powered by Inti. Powering your world. Powering your future. You've heard of electric cars. Now it's time you drive one. Easy Car Sales welcomes you to experience the power and prestige of the latest electric vehicles. Plug in at home for a 65% discount off your gas bill and never get stuck at the pump again. Build your dreams of a better future with a better car. The BYD EV. Visit easy242.com to book your free test drive today. Save your money while driving in style. Only at Easy Car Sales. Bahamas Power and Light Company Limited looks forward to helping our customers eliminate wasted energy. Energy concept. This is our news. Welcome back. The Bahamas wins the Junior Davis Cup qualifier. Coach Yo gets win number 100 in high school basketball phenom. VJ Edgecombe is named an All-American once again. Here now with our sports presented by 10th year seniors is Ronaldo and John Mark. Ronaldo. Thanks, Italia, and welcome to Our Sports, presented by 10th Year Seniors. I'm Ronaldo Dorsett. That's John Mark Nutt. Let's do show. The Bahamas look like the team to beat all week long and advance to the next stage of the Junior Davis Cup qualification process. The Bahamas defeated Trinidad and Tobago two matches to none in this morning's final at the pre-qualifier in Santo Domingo, the Dominican Republic. Gerald Carroll continued his undefeated streak and won 6-2-7-6 over Bjorn Hall. Jackson Mataga closed out the tie with a 6-2-6-3 win over Cali Dalla Costa. Add another milestone to the already legendary career of Coach Yo. With Thursday night's 75-45 win over the Kentucky Wildcats, take that now, Coach Yo reached her 100 win at the helm in Oxford, Mississippi. My first SEC win was at Kentucky. So anytime I'm at Kentucky, I feel good juju. Um, and reflecting on this being my 100th at Ole Miss from going 0-16 in season two 
to now being able to close out the game last 10 minutes with five freshmen. I'm a happy person. Ole Miss is now 21-7 and and 11-4 and in the SEC, headed into the regular season finale Sunday against Arkansas. Five-star recruit V.J. Edgecombe added his second All-American honor as he closes out his prep basketball career. Edgecombe was named a Jordan Brand All-American and will compete in the star-studded Invitational April 15th in Chicago, Illinois. The Baylor commit continues to impress the biggest names in Bahamian basketball. Oh, it's, good. it's a great, great commit. Uh, I think great decision by him. You know, I always tell him, and I talk to B.J. just time in process, I always tell him, I do what makes you feel happy. And uh, trust your heart and trust instincts, and he has a good instinct. Syracuse commit Donovan Freeman was also selected to the Jordan Brown All-American list. Edgecombe and Freeman joined DeAndre Ayton and LaShawn Hayes as the only other Bahamians selected as Jordan Brown All-Americans. When you talk about dominant programs in the country, C.H. Reeves track and field has to be in the conversation. The Raptors won their fourth straight title with 891 points, 383 points ahead of the second-placed SC McPherson Sharks, who finished with 508 points. C.H. Reeves was dominant both on the track and in the field on day two. They won five out of the six 4x400-meter relays to close out the event. It's Friday, so that means the 10YS Plays of the Week. Top plays. At five, Denisha Cartwright sets a new D2 record in the 60-meter hurdles. At this point, they got to just name the NSIC Athlete of the Week after her. She's won it like six times this year. At number four, Christian Robinson goes yard in spring training. Good to see him back. Make the call, Arizona. Do it now. At number three, VJ Edgecombe looking ready for the slam dunk contest at All-Star Weekend. Already looking better than the competition. At number two, Kai Jones shows he's got infinite bunnies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at number one, Terrence Jones wins the Big 12 200-meter title and sets a new world-leading time at 20.21. This isn't in real time, but it's pretty close. That boy's fast. That'll do it for our sports presented by 10th Year Seniors. For John Mark Nutt, I'm Ronaldo Dorsett. Still ahead on our news tonight, temperatures in the lower 70s on this Friday evening to start off the weekend. Greg is back in the weather center with your extended forecast when our news returns. Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fix and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having business in a box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. Welcome back to our news. Breezy conditions in the capital on this Friday evening, but keep your umbrellas nearby as there may be a few showers this weekend. Greg is back in the Weather Center with your extended forecast. Greg, more yeah. rain, so no washing cars. Can't even take the chance. Uh, yeah, no washing cars. But yeah, we do expect some quick, fast, quick, fast passing showers. Um, there's uh, going to still be a tight pressure gradient across us. 
high pressure to the north and there's a low pressure system in the Gulf of Mexico that's going to keep our pressure gradient tight and that's going to keep us on the breezy side. So do expect some quick moving showers throughout the weekend. You may need the umbrella, but I don't think it's going to be too much of a challenge for uh, any outdoor activities. Watching a storm system across the southeastern United States, lots of showers and thunderstorms associated with that. And as I mentioned, high pressure is in charge at high. It's going to slowly move out towards the uh, east. That high pressure uh, will continue to keep most of the activity to the north of us, to the north of us. There's a frontal boundary just to the north. That's going to wash out. Low pressure is going to form just to the north of the Bahamas over the weekend. And that in turn will drag a frontal boundary across our area by Sunday into Monday time frame. So that's the time frame we're looking for some showers the weekend. Looking pretty nice, just on the breezy side. And of course, some high level clouds moving in. So we're looking at some cloudy conditions to continue across our area through that time frame. Taking a look at our future forecast, high level moisture still moving across us at the surface nothing much happening maybe a scattering of a few showers but by Saturday low pressure system in the Gulf of Mexico will continue to be moving across this portion of the Florida area and that uh, low pressure as I mentioned will start to form just to the north of the Bahamas eventually dragging us uh, dragging a funnel boundary into our area by Sunday into Monday Sunday evening we're looking for an increase in some shower shower activity as well as the possibility for an isolated thunderstorm across the northwest Bahamas but this system will move out rather quickly with uh, some moisture still hanging around so we're looking at some cloudy conditions for the early part of next week. Boating conditions, it's going to be breezy for the weekend. Caution flag in place for the inner portions of the Bahamas in the northwest and central islands but on the Atlantic side we have an advisory posted. The winds will be east to southeast 15 to 20 knots. Seas will be running 4 to 6 feet in sheltered areas and near shores but outside the uh, Bahamas on the Atlantic side up to 8 feet in some easterly swells. High tide will be at 11 48 tonight, the low tide taking place at 6.14 in the morning. For the southeast Bahamas, an advisory is posted for you guys down there. Stiffer winds, easterly, 15 to 25 knots. Seas running 5 to 8 feet, and they will also be a lot higher along Atlantic exposure. So do exercise extreme caution out there if you plan on doing any of those activities for the weekend. Here's a look now at your national forecast. Extended forecast. Once that boundary gets into our area, low pressure system forming, we're looking at increasing clouds with some shower activity. That will take us into early portions of next week. Tuesday, we're looking for some improvement. Temperatures will not take much of a dip. We don't expect much in terms of any uh, cool air mass behind that, but we're looking for some better conditions for next week. That's a look at our weather. Make it a safe night and have a great weekend, everybody. Italian. All right. Thanks, Greg, and thank you for joining us for our news tonight and for spending your work week with us. If you missed any of today's top stories or stories that made headlines this week, be sure to head over to OurNews.BS. And remember, Our News is on TikTok. You can share your favorite stories right from the Our News Facebook page. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Natalia Hall. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a great evening.